Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's Groundhog Day, which makes a celebrity out of Puxatawney Phil. You like that name? Honestly, I prefer Punxsutawney Phil and Frank. Has a certain ring to it. You like that? Is there a ring? Is that a ring? Is that what we're calling it? You know what? It seems like Groundhog Day <laughs> used to be a bigger deal. Like when I was a kid, you know, it seems like people talked about it every year. Now I, I didn't even realize it was February You're 7th. in Arizona. Six more weeks of winter don't matter. It matters where I am. I'm in the you trenches, got about four dude. four more days of winter here. Cloudy, <laughs> something. Good Something luck. called rain, Frank. Thank, We're unfamiliar with that here. Welcome to PTI. Tony went to bed really early. So here to pull his weight is our great friend, Mr. Frank Isola. There's my shadow. You can see it. Yeah, I guess so. Man. <laughs> we start with a busy 24 hours in the NBA. The 76ers announced that Joel Embiid has a lateral meniscus injury. Though the team beat the Jazz in Utah last night without him, Tyrese Maxey put up 51 in New York. The Knicks beat the Pacers for New York's ninth win in a row. In Boston, the Lakers inexplicably beat the Celtics despite LeBron and AD sitting. And today, Rich Paul responded to suggestions that the Lakers could trade LeBron, sure, by saying LeBron won't be <laughs> traded and we aren't asking to be, and that's a quote, Frank. Which of these storylines is most compelling to you? All right, the one that I'm happiest about is Jalen Brunson on the night that he finds out he's going to be an all-star for the first time. He goes out and scores 40 points, took a here, shot here. in the eye in the final two minutes, and he still came up big. What a year the guys have, and we know the family, so we're happy for them all the way around. But the here, most here. compelling one is obviously Joel Embiid because, all right, so there's been a big debate about the MVP, how many games, we don't have to worry about that. That's not going to be in play right now. But the big thing for Joel Embiid, who's already been an all-star, is a great player, a dominating player. Will he be available in March? Will he be available to play in April when the playoffs start? And when those playoffs start, Mike, where will Philadelphia be? How high of a seed will they be? The lower they drop, and they're 4-9 and nine in the 13 games that he's missed. That includes last night's win with Tyrese Maxey. So for Philadelphia and Embiid, we're going to start judging it with the great players, and a lot of that's based on postseason. This is a major setback for the franchise, major setback for him. No doubt, Frank, and I'm going to second that. And to me, that's the biggest of the developments, too. Boston's loss, it was worse than Oklahoma City's loss to Detroit, but still counterproductive, <laughs> even with AD and LeBron. Because yeah. that's what happens. We call these the dog days of the NBA season. Guys yeah. are limping to the all-star break. You know, there's, they're human beings, too, in addition to being these fabulous athletes. And you have these kinds of results that make no sense. But actually, because of the calendar, they make sense. Let's go back to Embiid. And, and you're right about Jalen Brunson, who should have been voted to the all-star team, which I did. I'm glad he was named. Yep. But, look, the thing about it's not will he be available, it's, it's should he in terms of Embiid. Frank, the other night I'm sitting with Kendrick Perkins. We're on Countdown, and Perkins, without seeing an MRI, but having knowing about injuries, said, no, shut him down for the rest of the season. And people got on Kendrick largely, and he was right. I was texting him last night as soon as these MRI results were revealed. And look, here's the deal. Now, I've been told this could be much more of the 12-week variety. Meniscus yeah. issues are very rangy. I know, having had some meniscus injuries and, consult injuries and consulting with doctors over my last, I don't know, 10, 15 years because of meniscus issues, they can range depending on whether it's torn or still in there or they take it yep. out or where the tear is. And it sounds like Embiid needs to be shut down. Frank, these, his knee injuries are not new. 
I don't want this to be like Amari Stoudemire, and I'm not talking about level of play here because one is an MVP. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the injuries which can reduce your career and close your window. They've got to look at Embiid differently. He's the franchise. He is. Should he even be out there until the playoffs if then? That, that's the question yeah. I now have. All right, we didn't mention LeBron, and Rich Paul came out and told Brian Windhorst, yeah. you know, he's, he's not going to be traded. We're not asking for a trade. Would it be the worst thing, though, for the Lakers and LeBron? What, let me give you a team because I, I want to drive you crazy. What about a the team Knicks. like the New York Knicks that has all those traffic? It's a big market. God. What about that? Between, between you and Stephen A., there's a lot of teams. <laughs> let me just say this real quickly. I could see Philly, opting out over the summer. I could see LeBron yeah. doing that. And trading him now? And that, No, that's, that, that's too big a mess. That was a nice piece of drama for the NBA conspiracy people, but not, not for real. Yeah. For a few hours. By the way, that option, that player option, $51.4 yeah. million mil. that he can opt yeah. into over the summer. All right, let's move to Jim Harbaugh's sky-high ambitions for the Chargers at his introductory press conference. Harbaugh said of his goal, quote, it needs to be multiple, multiple championships. We're going to be humble, humble and hungry, but that's our goal. All right, Mike, the Chargers, they've only made the Super Bowl once in franchise history, and that was in the mid-'90s. Do you think Harbaugh's goals are achievable? Um, I think that should be the goal because they all say they want to win every year, and, and they do. Achievable. No. Uh, based on the franchise history, can Harbaugh depart from that history? Yes. But have the Chargers had great coaches before and been unable to achieve that? Yes, Bobby Ross is a great coach. You can look up. Yeah. He's one of the handful of guys to win a college national championship, Georgia Tech, at least a share of it and make the Super Bowl, which he did in the mid-'90s with the Chargers, as you mentioned. It's great you got – you, but the problem for the, for the Chargers right now, Frank, is their salary cap situation, whether yeah. they're going to go into the it's tax or the Spanos is going to do that. They got bad, bad, bad contracts all over the place. They're going to have to figure out. So they're not going to be able to necessarily stay with the group that's fairly impressive right now for the next three or four years. That appears unrealistic, and therefore I don't know about those goals. Well, a couple of things. Number one, this is the way he always talks. He's always big and brash and bold. That's one. You're making about $16 million a year. You better talk like that. You better talk about championships. Also, Mike, he's got the great building block. He's got the quarterback, which is what yeah. everybody needs. So he's walking into a terrific situation with Justin Herbert. Now, if you go back to when he coached the 49ers, he had a, th a three-year run. They went 13-3 and with Alex Smith, made the conference championship game, lost to the Giants. The next year with Colin Kaepernick, they go to the Super Bowl. The next year, NFC title game, they lose to Seattle. So he's achieved something already in the NFL. He's won a college national championship. He has the ability to do it. To me, there's a quality about him. And I get it. The Chargers, are, you never look at them as a stable franchise. You always wonder, why do they always come up short? I think this is a great hire. And I think he's setting the right tone for a team that loses all the time and never lives up to expectations. I think he's setting the right tone, Frank. I'll give you that. He Look, 44-19-1. and one. I mean, that's not a tiny sample size, and that's Jim Harbaugh's NFL record as a head coach. I'm just saying, do I? if I had to bet that or the field and I am not a betting man, he's I'm going to take the, the quarterback. Field. He's got the quarterback. For yeah, you know that what? Helps. You know what? And stuff that changes. Helps. Stuff changes. People ask out. They demand. Oh, wait, that's the NBA. And now <laughs> to two big moves in baseball. The Orioles, just days after announcing the sale of the team, traded for Brewers ace and 2021 National League Cy Young winner Corbin Burns. And the Red Sox announced this morning that Theo Epstein 
will rejoin the franchise as a senior advisor and minority owner of his parent company, the Fenway Sports Group. And LeBron involved with that. Frank, which of these moves is the bigger deal in your eyes? Yeah, I, uh, you know, it, it's funny about Theo Epstein, who I know is on the show with you and Tony a lot. What I love about it, Fenway Group also owns Liverpool. And last week we talked about Liverpool needing a new manager. So if Bob Myers, your buddy, can help the commanders look for a football coach, maybe Theo go. Epstein can help Liverpool look for a new manager. But th this, think about what it's, what it's been like this year for the Orioles. They went 101 games, disappointing the way that they lost. But they have new ownership now. And you go out and get a pitcher that won the Cy Young a couple of years ago. This guy eats up innings. The last, you know, three years, it's like 160 innings and 200 innings, 197 innings. So you add him to a staff with Kyle Bradish, Grayson Rodriguez. They finished. They were the best and third best in ERA the second half of the season. For the Baltimore Orioles, and you live in that part of the country, you know what that team means to that city, especially yes. in that division yes. with Boston. And the Yankees. Yes. Maybe, the, maybe this is going to be – they're going to have some uh, sustained success for a few years here. I like the fact they went out and got this picture. Frank, I do too. It's nice. And I'm particularly happy for my friend Grant Hill, who's part of that ownership group. That's right. That, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm particularly happy about that. It's great. The guy in the other part of this question is going straight to the Hall of Fame. Red yep. Sox, Cubs. That's it. Ding, 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 ding. We have the answer. Not only that, Major League Baseball was smart enough, and it often does a lot of dumb things, to bring Theo Epstein in to say, get, make our product consumable, which he has gone a long way toward doing. Theo Epstein, to me, and he would frown, roll his eyes, if he heard me saying this or was on our show, he's the smartest man in baseball in the last 75 years. At least 50, he's the guy. Red Sox, Cubs. That's it, Frank. And then fixing baseball. Fix, oh, let's see. Fix the Red Sox. Fix one curse. Fix the Cubs. Oh, a longer curse. Hey. Fix baseball, which is unfixable. Come on now. The answer is Theo Epstein. And with that, we're going to take a break. Coming up, which players deserve to be all-stars but got left off the roster? And are the complications from NIL starting to drive college football coaches to the NFL? Gonna drive them somewhere. Yeah. Gonna drive them. Gonna drive them to drive money. Them out. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Time to trade words with Frank. And what's the word? What's first? The biggest NBA all-star snub was blank. This is easy for me, Frank. I mean, I, you know, I think the players that got in, whether you voted them or whether they were named, I think by and large... That's right. And I know you're going to get to a couple of tiebreakers, but I'm going to go straight to the thing that so I noticed has sort of ticked me off, the Kings. The Kings are the only top five team. They're fifth in the West. Yeah. They're the only top six team with no All-Star. LeBron and Anthony Davis, they're on the All-Star team, and their team's in ninth in the same yep. conference. So in the same conference, you could be ninth and get two All-Stars. We know what that's about. It's about the power of the Lakers. And people look at Sack and say, huh, well, we, we, we don't understand. So De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis not getting in. The answer to this question is the Kings. It's, it's a snub. It's offensive. It's why small market teams look at L.A. and New York particularly and say, we hate you people. You're loathsome. This is why. No, the, the name is Jamal Murray. And here's why I'm disappointed in the Western Conference Agreed. coaches. Agree because with you on that, Jamal, too. You, know, you're, you guys are the ones picking it. You tell us all the time how important the regular season is and then the playoffs. Denver last year finished with the best record in the Western Conference. They go to the finals. Their second best player by far was Jamal Murray. Now, I get it. He's missed some games this year due to injury. He's only played uh, 35 games. It's eight less than Paul George. Paul George is a terrific player. But how, if you're a coach... You're writing in the name Paul George ahead of Jamal Murray with what he's accomplished. Don't you have to give him some benefit for what he did last postseason? That shouldn't factor into who you're going to vote. That one, to me, Jamal Murray Agreed. deserves to be an all-star. Come on. I, again, no, no complicity. Listen, the New York and L.A. factions, and your, these are your people, Frank, New York and L.A., you guys think Denver is still some outpost, like it's 1850, nah. and we can't find it. It's in a different time zone. You can't skip Jamal Murray, yeah. but you also can't skip everybody on the Kings. What do we got to do? It's not Bill Robenzine we're talking about. We're talking about a team that last <laughs> year finished third in the conference and is yep. in the top five so this year. So bonus. By the way, Mike, two players are going to get picked in the East to replace Randall and then Embiid. Yeah. So they eat. That's right. So maybe they should in the East. let Murray and, and Sabonis play, play in the East. East. What's the, Why not? They deserve it. That they sounds good it. to me. What's next? It's blank that Jeff Hackley chose to leave a college head coaching job for an NFL coordinator job. Well, Frank, this used to be something where you'd raise your eyes, eyebrows, and roll your eyes. What, what is this dude doing? But, but Frank, now that we've got the transfer portal reshaping college football. No, I'll just use the word I want to use, distorting. And NIL making it so complicated, depending on the market you're in, the school you're in, what your climate and culture are like. I'm going to say it's prudent, particularly when in this particular case, all right? I, Boston College is a fine job, but he's had experience with the 49ers, the Browns, the Buccaneers, and going to the Packers, that's a public trust. I mean, you can go there. You don't need to justify. You don't need to feel like you have to come up with reasons outside the norm to go work for the Green Bay Packers. When college football, Frank, I worry about college football. I'm a booster. I'm a season ticket holder. Yeah. Scares the hell out of me. Yeah, my word is revealing. And, you know, Doug Flutie's not walking through that door 
Troy Stratford's not walking through that door. Gerald Phelan, they're right. The Boston College job, it's fine. And he went 22 and nice. 26. He made three bowl games. You know, you're in the ACC, which is still hard to kind of wrap your arms around that Boston College is in the ACC. But remember one thing. If you want to become an NFL head coach, the way to do it is to get a coordinator job. Look at all the guys that were just hired. Vast majority of them were coordinators. So maybe he's thinking from your standpoint, and Pete Thamel, you know, quoted, a, uh, had a source that said he just wants to coach football. So now with all these college sports, and we've talked about it before, Mike, whether you're coaching the soccer team, the basketball team, or the football team, it's NIL, it's a transfer portal. Who yes. wants to be bothered it's with crazy. that, especially if he just wants to coach football? And if his goal is yep. to be an NFL head coach, the best avenue that's a, is to be a coordinator reason. in the NFL. Absolutely. Yep. No, 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 no doubt. No doubt. That's the final word. We're going to take one last break, but still to come, Steven Adams is headed to a new team. And 49ers pass rusher Nick Bosa offers four simple words about the Chiefs' offensive line. Mm, interesting. Yeah, BC college used football to be big. worries me. Worries me a lot, Frank. I don't know where it's going, and I don't think anybody who's in it knows where it's going. Everyone's transferring. That's where it's going. Time to get happy, people. Happy 20th birthday tomorrow to Scoot Henderson. The Blazers made Henderson the third overall pick in the most recent NBA draft, just after Victor Wimbanyama and Brandon Miller. Scoot was central to the rebuild that led to Damian Lillard to request a trade that ultimately landed him in Milwaukee. Henderson is averaging 12 points, three rebounds, and four and a half assists per game in his rookie season. He's shooting just 37% from the field and 31 from three, but those numbers have been on the rise recently. He scored 15 on 6-4-11 shooting off the bench the other night as the Blazers beat the Bucks in Lillard's return to Portland. You know, he's a work in progress. It's been a struggle for him. You know, he came from the G League Ignite. They, you know, Jalen Green of the Rockets came from there, Jonathan Kaming of the Warriors. I know you follow this stuff, Mike. The G League Ignite started this season 0-14. They're 1-15 right now. I know you yeah, pay attention. And they're to the still G. trying to figure out how to Get that whole developmental piece going, too, for the kids who come out as rookies. Yeah. Happy anniversary, Peyton Manning. On this day 21 years ago, Manning tore into Colts kicker Mike Vanderjack in a live sideline interview during the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl. The Colts had been blown out by the Jets in a wild card game weeks before, and Vanderjack told a Canadian TV interviewer that Manning and head coach Tony Dungy were too mild-mannered to win big. Lynn Swan asked Manning for his reaction. Yeah, that's hard to believe, Lynn. Here we are. I'm out of my third Pro Bowl. I'm about to go in and throw a touchdown to Jerry Rice. We're honoring the Hall of Fame. We're talking about our idiot kicker who got liquored up and ran his mouth off. If he is still a teammate, we'll deal with it. You know, that remains to be seen. But the sad thing is, Lynn, he's a good kicker. He's a good kicker, but he's an idiot. That is so great. That is like the greatest soundbite of all time. If he's still our teammate. Vanderjack spent... Three more seasons with the Colts, but Manning and Dungy won the Super Bowl without him in 2007. You know, I was at that game that they're talking about. And if you remember, too, so take heart, Lamar Jackson. This is what they used to say about Peyton Manning way back when. That is he good enough he to win? win. They even said the same couldn't about win. his brother. Yeah. And they got a yeah. bunch of Super Bowls go? all this time later. Bunch right? of Super Bowls. Yeah, just short of the thumb with the four of them. A melancholy trails to Carl Weathers. The actor best known as Apollo Creed in the Rocky films has passed away at the age of 76. Weathers said he never boxed before getting the role that channeled the spirit of Muhammad Ali, but Weathers played football. 
He played linebacker for Don Coriel at San Diego State, part of an unbeaten team that won the Pasadena Bowl in 1969. Weathers went undrafted, but made the Raiders as a free agent linebacker prior to a stint in the CFL. Some of his other acting credits included Predator, Action Jackson, Happy Gilmore, and most recently, The Mandalorian just last year. Yeah, this, this is really sad. I always felt about, uh, you know, Carl Weathers playing Apollo Creed. Number one, the first time you saw him, he said, how is Rocky Balboa going to beat that guy? He looks like a great guy. <laughs> he's, built, he's built like a rock, number one. But even playing a villain, he was so incredibly likable. You know, there's a so, story yes. that the great, the late great movie critic from Chicago, Roger Ebert, watched Rocky II with Muhammad Ali. And Muhammad Ali said, you know what? He does remind me a little bit of me, the way he dances out there. Pretty cool. You, you know what? He, Carl Weathers, watch him in that role. The whole movie, I want to ask you this, Frank. Rocky, I'm not sure. It's hard to categorize it as a sports movie. But if you do, greatest sports movie of all time, hands down, Rocky? It's, it's certainly up there. It's certainly up there with uh, Raging Bull. I can't Bull find is anything to too. put ahead of it. it. Raging Bull was really good. We're running out of show. Frank and I can talk boxing. Let's go to the big finish. Niners pass rusher Nick Bosa was asked what stands out about the Chiefs' offensive line and said they hold a lot. Your thoughts? <laughs> I love it. This is like what LeBron would do before going into a big playoff series. Or your guy, Michael Jordan, you put it in the Working referee's the ref, head. Baby. That's very, very smart. The Grizzlies traded Steven Adams to the Rockets for Victor Oladipo in three second-round picks. Who wins this one? It's a lot of injuries. I'm always rooting for Victor Oladipo, who I've watched play since high school. Always for Victor Oladipo. The Los Angeles Kings fired coach Todd McClellan. Does that make sense? You know, they had lost eight straight after starting 27-4. and four. How about this, Mike? He is the sixth NHL coach already fired this season. They'll get rid of you in the lot. NHL. They'll throw you yeah. out. NFL good guy Teddy Bridgewater has been named head coach at Miami Northwestern High School. Is that a good hire? It's his alma mater. Um, and they have a big-time program, so good for Teddy Bridgewater. Wow. I mean, it seems – I hope that's a great marriage. I really do. Last one. Big college hoops weekend. They still got those in men's college basketball. Frank, I'm confused. What's the best matchup? Well, I do like Houston and Canada. How about the fact that Duke plays North Carolina? It doesn't really seem like anybody's paying attention. Not a lot of fans I'll be there. in College Park. Kaylin Clark's coming to College Park tomorrow. Can't wait to watch it. We're out of time. Thanks for watching. I'm Frank Isola. And I'm Mike Wilbon. Have a great weekend, knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Watching Caitlin Clark is good anywhere you can do it. And now, here's SportsCenter. And you get LeBron at the guard, his future team, the New York Knicks.